0: And so it would probably cause these different emotions in you. It would probably cause anger, probably cause frustration or some kind of anticipation. And how about maybe even eagerness? And I wonder how many of us would obey the command to just wait. And I wonder if we did obey, I wonder for how long. You know, waiting is not something that comes easily. Our frustrations at waiting, come at an early age and are usually pretty hard to outgrow. When I tell Travis to wait, he appears to be good with it, right? But I can tell that there is this emotional agony going on, right? Right? And I can recognize that emotional agony. It's not because it happens often or I recognize it from feeling that way when I was his age, but because this is how I feel now but I'm not able to express it openly. Every day, all around us, we encounter reasons not to wait. In fact, we are encouraged not to wait, but to have it now. Our society is all about credits. Why wait when we can have it now? Advertising messages ask why wait? Some people experience some emotional, quite trivial, but some people experience some emotional trauma if they have to wait more than 24 hours for a reply to their email or even their text messages. Waiting is becoming more of a strange kind of notion to us. Like if we have to wait for a little bit, we ask, why do I have to wait? It becomes this strange kind of notion and it actually brings up this kind of emotion and it boils inside of us because we have to wait. Waiting is becoming strange. And so isn't it a bit ludicrous that I would approach us today, this morning, about Advent? Four weeks dedicated to waiting. What is Advent? The word Advent was or is, has Latin roots, meaning coming. Christians of earlier generations spoke of of the advent of of our Lord. It is God coming to earth, incarnate in Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And so we have the first advent that we hear about, the first coming of Jesus, And now we also expect that there is going to be another Advent, another coming of Jesus. So as we consider Advent and its meaning the coming of our Lord, we also consider what it means to wait upon the Lord and reflect on God's presence in the middle of our waiting. Robert E. Weber, he says that Advent is the time of preparation for the birth of Christ. Historically, however, Advent was not the beginning of the Christian year, but the end. The original themes of Advent focused, I guess they're off strike now, huh? The original themes of Advent focused on the second coming of Jesus. Gradually, Advent also came to mean preparing for the coming of Christ. Today we inherit both themes, the end of the Christmas year and the expectation of the second coming of Christ as well as the beginning of the Christmas year and the expectancy of the birth of Christ, the Redeemer. How interesting is that? But haven't we already abandoned the idea of Advent? Haven't we already as a people, as a community, and as a church, abandoned the idea of Advent. Haven't we already moved on from when Advent was really Advent? When Christmas trees were put up on Christmas Eve, and not before then. When Christmas carols were likewise sung on Christmas Eve, and not for the following days, and and also for the following days of Christmas and not in November, when Advent actually began with fasting, haven't we abandoned these things? We are told and have researched that when this happened, Advent could be correctly Advent and Christmas correctly Christmas. And we weren't all worn out and fed up with Christmas by December 25th because of the lines in Black Friday and the sales that were not. Right? What has happened is that the anticipation that looking forward to Christmas brings has encouraged us to anticipate Christmas in another sense. Not in the sense of Looking forward to Christmas, but in the sense of bringing Christmas forward early and beginning celebrations early. And so, and I'll explain sometimes even omitting Jesus from the celebration altogether. You know, we all know this is true because we see shops starting to sell Christmas decorations earlier and earlier each year. Even right after summer. And as they start selling these Christmas decorations each year, right after summer, are they thinking Jesus? Are they thinking Advent? Not to mention the eggnog that goes on the grocery store freezer with an expiration or drink-by date that is way before Christmas and, dare I say, Thanksgiving. So am I saying that we need to become guardians of Christmas and Advent and issue edicts on banning singing carols before Christmas Eve or setting up trees too early to ensure Christmas does not begin before it's time? and affect eggnog sales? No, that's not what I'm saying. Certainly not. But I do think something needs to be done about our approach to Advent. And greater consideration given to what we do in the waiting. Greater consideration to what we do as we wait in Advent. And as we wait for the second coming of Jesus. Jesus. So how do we wait? Here I'm talking about waiting upon the Lord, coming as a reflection and preparation for Christmas. You know, in our waiting, we can experience anxiety. We can experience restlessness, which can lead to what we've been talking about, our lament. But during our waiting, we must find ourselves in a place where we can praise God. The psalms can help here, and David had a similar struggle in many of his songs. But what we want to do is we want to go ahead and look at Psalm 13. And in Psalms 13, starting in verse one, it starts off. David starts off by saying, "How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long?" Will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him. And my foes will rejoice when I fall. And here I, so here I find a man who is in deep sorrow, but he is in longing. He isn't longing for a response. He isn't longing for God's response to his situation. How many of us feel like that this morning? We're longing for God to respond to what we are going through. You know, Psalms of lament are an important genre in biblical poetry. You know, Psalmist lament here is reinforced by this repetition of how long. How long. Is something that we can all relate to. How long? Is this repetition. How long at the beginning of each of the four lines of the two verses, thereby emphasizing this feeling of having been completely abandoned by God. That's the feeling. Now, is it true? No, but that's the feeling. That's the feeling of being truly abandoned by God. How long is not so much a question regarding the precise time and state of God's silence or that His silence will end, but rather a plea for God to break the long silence and reveal His power. How long, God, until... You reveal your power in my situation. How long until you reveal your power and clear up and get rid of my hurts? How long until you reveal your power in my family? How long until you reveal your power in their health issue? How long until you reveal your power, God? We are all going through something and we ask, God, how long? We talked about lament and we talked about the fact that it's okay to ask these questions. How long? How much longer do we have to wait? The psalmist has this this painful longing. How many of us long for God's response? How many can't wait for him to respond even, respond even favorably to us? I know some of us in here have, has have had health issues for a long time. And we're wondering, how long? Some, some haven't even been able to make it here this morning. And at home wondering, how long? Have you ever waited like this? Dietrich Bonhoeffer, he says, a celebration, celebrating Advent means being able to wait. And waiting is an art that our impatient age has. We have forgotten. Now, even in our turmoil, even in our hurts, we have forgotten how to wait. And so what happens is all that happens around us that makes us impatient affects us spiritually where we don't remember how to wait. And so it affects our faith. It affects our trust. Where we respond in the same way that David responds and even worse, where we're like, God, how long? Something happens today, and we're like, God, how long? It's like, hurry up, God, come on. Help me out already. So, when these things get prolonged to months, now our faith is really affected. Now, when it comes to Advent, that teaches us how to wait because we don't practice it maybe even as a church every year. Because we probably neglect practicing that as a church every year. Guess what? We are out of practice in our way. If you've ever been on a road trip with small children, you know they relentlessly ask, how much longer till we get there? Right? Are we there yet? And it can be a frustrating experience for the parents. Thankfully, when the road trip finally ends, the kids are bursting with excitement to be at the destination, right? No matter how many times we ask God how long, let us always remember that one joyful day, He will make all things right. We can be certain of that, that it's all going to be right. And let me offer yet another illustration. One that I have some experience in, not the type of experience that you would think, but some experience nevertheless. But it leads to a point in which I do have some practical knowledge. When Claudette was pregnant with Travis, one of the things I remember was, though I had no idea of what she was feeling despite her best attempts to explain or feelings, I do remember the anticipation that I felt. But this was not just any anticipation. You see, waiting makes me anxious, restless, and uneasy. And this experience of having a child is all about the waiting. You follow me, moms? It's all about the waiting. No one wants their child to come early. Though in our case, Travis did Moms, you know the only thing you can do in a pregnancy is wait and hope that the period of waiting does not end prematurely. And so here's my point. This waiting is not just a passing of time, but there is a deep value in the contemplation Of the waiting there's a deep value that while you're waiting that there is some contemplation of the waiting we need to learn to savor the time in which we are waiting that as we wait we are savoring that time I think our society and our community has lost the ability to wait We don't know how to wait anymore. We have lost practice of waiting. So, so much so that as we wait, we got to find something else to do while we wait. We got to be busy while we wait. Like we go to the store and we have to wait online. We grab the phone and we figure that we got to do something on the phone while we wait. We go to the waiting room and it's a waiting room. So you wait and so we figure that if I'm not busy while I wait, then I'm not really. Right, so we have to alleviate the weight with something else, and so we don't know how to wait. How busy are you during the holiday season? Are you present for each other? Are you present for your families? Has love, grace, anticipation, and all the things good and pure gone out the window because you are so busy trying to make Christmas what it really isn't? Or are you saving all your love for Christmas Day? How about your relationship with God? Has the season left you with little to no time to spend with Him? You know, when we can't wait we lose the ability to be fully and completely present, whether it be for your family or whether it be for God. To be fully and completely in the now. So instead, we constantly look backwards to better times we used to know and forward to a better time we hope to come. And so we miss the present. We miss the now, because we've lost the ability to wait. And not only that, but it also becomes hard to fully appreciate the future moment, even when it does come. And so all that I've been talking about, guys, is Advent. And you may notice that I've done this in a manuscript format, because I wanted to be able to get all the things out that I wanted to say about Advent, because... Of how important it is. There are times when Christmas Day comes and goes, and I'm thankful it's over because I've been too distracted to really understand what Christmas was, and really experience what Christmas was about. So, Waiting in Advent teaches us to be joyful, joyfully and fully present now. You know, after a month of doing this Christmas this doing this Christmas Day can gain the depth and meaning that would otherwise fly past in a whirlwind of presents and eggnog. It's I uh, like eggnog, right? No it But what if after waiting? What if after waiting and the time has passed, we discover too late to our surprise that the meaning is in the waiting and not in the fulfillment of what we were waiting for? So, what do we do in the meantime? We savor the waiting and we praise. In verse 5 of Psalm 13, But I trust in your unfailing love. Remember, he was just lamenting. And he was just asking how long. In every single line, he was asking how long. But now in verse 5, he goes, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation." I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. So as we learned in our past series, the rhetorical movement of this prayer of lament, so characteristic in Israel, is from plea to praise. And these prayers, they move. They move from one thing to the other. They move from this plea to praise. So that everything is different at the end from what it was at the beginning. And so we can start Advent feeling and feeling one way and we can end feeling a whole nother way because at the end we have Christmas Day to celebrate the fact that Jesus was born. But if we're if we're celebrating too early, we miss it. We miss it. So it should be a time of preparation for that. A time where we lead up to it in waiting. Being present and we and we wait for it. Right? Wait for it. Where we're not doing things prematurely as we're accustomed to doing. We live in an age of convenience. An ever-increasing number of our tasks can be automated. You can get high-quality, well-cooked meals in minutes. All of this makes us more and more impatient. In our faith journeys, and this is where I close for today, pretty short one, huh? In our faith journeys, we must relearn patience. We operate on God's timing. So we should praise Him, even while we wait. That's what Advent is. That's what it's about. It's about praising God while we wait. Not being too busy. As we lead up to this to Christmas day, really trying to teach our families, our children what it's really about, not being too busy to praise God while we wait. Don't get so caught up with society, community, all that they do because they don't really understand what that To make yourself so busy that you miss it. That you miss what it really is. So much so that on Christmas Day you're worn out by it. Shouldn't we be energized on that day? So, we should praise Him while we wait. And so, our goal in this series is to learn through Advent to wait. I believe if we can do this, there will be value not only for Advent and Christmas, but for all our lives. Because we learn a way of being. We learn a way of living. We learn a way of praising. We learn a way of worshipping. And to God be the glory. Amen.